Hey, welcome to that badass podcast. I'm Kaylee, your realistic nutritionist, helping you find the balance between green smoothies and red wine. And I'm Ashley, the creator of Royally Fit, that went from obsessive exercising and calorie counting to living a free, unrestrictive, and badass life. We are here to build a tribe of babe-supporting babes so you can thrive in your fitness, health, and mental wealth. So if you like to keep it real, raw, and controversial, welcome. Let's get started. Boom! Nailed that shit! (laughs) After like 18 tries. All right, so today's episode is brought to you by us. We are actually going to be doing a sale from the 15th until the 18th of October for Royally Fit Online, where you can get in and save $20 and sign up for only $29 a month. Yes, that is less than $1 a day. And we just wrapped up our seven day sugar detox challenge and we just basically wanna hit it hard with you guys and give you guys a no excuse reason to sign up for Royally Fit Online using the discount code RFCHALLENGE, all caps, link in show notes. All right, take three. Uh, Welcome back to That Badass Podcast. This is Ashley and Kayla here, and today we are talking about why women thrive with tribe. And this whole conversation is inspired by Lori Harder's book, which is called A Tribe Called Bliss. We're going to put that in the show notes for you guys if you're interested. And yeah, basically this episode is going to be good for anyone that has a history, whether it's uh, old history or it's a history that you're currently living right now. That your, your false belief of women is that they're catty, they're dramatic, they're jealous, they're too gossipy, you get along better with guys, you can't handle hanging out with women that talk about their kids all day, and you don't have time for friends. So basically, that's what we're going to be um, hitting today because we believe if we can get outside of those, those false beliefs, that you can build a really kick-ass, badass community of babe-supporting babes. I am woman, hear me roll. They're going to help you reach all of your amazing goals. So if you think about it, traditionally, this is the way women are supposed to be. We're supposed to be, you know, like the whole, it takes a, it takes a a community or it takes a village to raise a family. And over the years, we've kind of lost sight of that. And then like, we've kind of become more independent as women. And, you know, you know, like we're super moms and we're trying to do everything on our own. We're more introverted than ever. Yeah. We're very introverted. And then now, but there's this like current shift that's going on that you can see on social media. And it's all about like the babe supporting babes and women supporting each other. And it's fucking awesome. And it's so nice to be a part of it. And like, I know I was not in this mindset before. And even if you're to you know, go back 13 years when I started my career, I was really competitive. I, I did judge other people that were doing the same thing I was doing because I didn't think there was room enough for all of us. And I do not feel like that at all. Yeah. I used to be very jealous if a woman was succeeding and, and was succeeding in something that I was interested in. I thought, oh, she took my spot. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of me trying? I'm never going to be as good as her. Mm-hmm. And that closed a lot of doors for a really long time. Yeah. And there's no greater feeling now than supporting each other. Yeah. Like, for example, a few weeks ago, I had Marissa on my podcast. And had I met her three years ago, I would have thought, oh, my God, she knows so much more than I do about nutrition. She is so much farther ahead than me. What's the point? And I would feel really bad about myself. Where now I look at it as, well, what can I learn from her? Mm-hmm. And if she can learn that, there's no reason that I can't learn that. And it actually motivates the hell out of me when I see yeah. strong, amazing, independent women that are not independent in the sense that they're not 
reaching out to other women, but they're not letting the other outside noise affect them. That we're often told that we shouldn't reach for the stars, that women shouldn't try to succeed the same way that men are. And when I see girls going out and being like, fuck that and shattering the glass ceiling, like it makes me so excited. And I think every time I see somebody do it, I'm like, they're shattering it a little bit more and they're leaving more space and more room for us to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to have this conversation because when we have these false beliefs and we and we're still stuck inside of that, it all of a sudden becomes our excuse. And it becomes our excuse not to succeed, not to reach our goals, not to be living our best life. And so we kind of want to break that down today as quickly as we can. We want this to be kind of a snackable episode so that you guys can can take away some inspiration from this so that you can go out into the world and create that community if you don't have it or foster and make that community thrive um, so you can really dominate life in general. Well, you don't have to do it alone. And that's yeah. the thing. And I really realized how important tribe was when I moved away from home and all of my best girlfriends who have been my best girlfriends for a really long time were gone. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't live there near them anymore. And I moved and I didn't have any tribe Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how isolating that would be and how much I craved the connection of other women. Yes. And I didn't find it for a while. And I realized that I had to put myself in situations where I felt a little uncomfortable. I had to go introduce myself to new people. I just had to say, Hey, I'm Kaylee. I'm new here. Would you like to grab a drink? Would you like to go for coffee and get myself in situations that I wasn't used to because I felt so lonely and I was relying way too much on Justin. Yeah. And I can't put all of the pressure for him to check off every box. No. He can't be my girlfriend. No. You know what I mean? And he's not supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the exact same way when I moved to Milton and especially when we had Rowan. I think becoming a new mom was probably one of the most lonely times I've had in my life because not only was I living in a different city, but then on top of that, I felt like I was just at home having goo goo gaga conversation all day. And, and that's when things really started to shift for me. And I really started to reach out and create my own community because I knew it was going to be important for my mental health at that time. And, and some of those people are still my friends. And even though I don't live there anymore, and it's because I I put myself out there and I broke down some of my, my, my false beliefs about women. And, uh, so we are going to quickly talk about like the common, uh, false beliefs that women have about other women. Um, I did kind of touch on some of them, but let's go through some more. So, um, first women are very catty. Uh, women are dramatic. Women are jealous. Women are too gossipy. Women are untrustworthy. I get along better with guys. I used to wear that like a badge of honor. Yeah, me too. I thought it made me cool. Yeah. I thought like, oh, I don't just want to hang out with girls. Like I can kick it with the guys. Yeah. And now it's like I prefer hanging out with women. Yeah. I prefer having conversations that women want to have conversations about. Um, and it's just, it's funny when I look back at that, that I thought it was, it made me sound cool where now yes. I'm like embarrassed. That was my thought process. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that I had those false beliefs Yeah. because they're so inaccurate. Yeah. And I think it is a lot harder when you're younger and you're going through those phases. I think it's kind of a part of life to be jealous and insecure and catty and because you have to learn those lessons and I was guilty of these things like I wasn't like I was some innocent girl that was like all these girls are doing this to me no I was equally as guilty of doing it to other women yeah and that's the most embarrassing part because now that I'm above it and I can it's like you can almost look down at it in a sense like not look down on it but like literally look back on it and think wow I was missing out (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't a real fart (laughs) What is that thing called? It's the closet stopper. It's the door stopper. The door stopper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I interrupted you. I didn't mean to. But yeah, no, I completely identify with that. And that used to be my story. And part of it was because I thought it sounded cool. But part of it was me putting a guard up. And for whatever reason, I did not feel like um, women got me. And I didn't feel like I got other women because I wasn't in. And this is like another judgment, uh, false belief that we have is that like, I don't care about hair, clothes and makeup. So therefore, I don't like girls things. Well, that's BS, right? And that became part of my story. It's like, oh, I like to chill with the guys more. I like to drink beer. And yeah. I like to, and I'm not into that kind of stuff. Making the and, assumption that that's all other girls want to yeah. talk about. Yeah. And then really, really part of that was coming from my insecurity about being with other women and not feeling like I could relate to them. But really, it's just I wasn't even opening myself up. That's, I think, one of the biggest things is you start assuming. And then when you actually get yourself in a situation and you start having conversations with women, that aren't just superficial conversations. There's nothing more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Like when I go home for a weekend and get together with my girlfriends, like I'll be driving back and I'm just thinking like, oh my God, I feel so like full. Your soul. Yes. It fills your soul. Like it's literally, and that's, it sounds so cheesy, but I'll text my friends and I'm like that. I needed that. My soul needed that time. Yeah. And you don't realize how important that is. I think when you're younger, because friendships are really easy to make when you're young and they're a little bit more superficial in the sense of, you grow out of friends very quickly. Like I'm, you know what I mean? In high school, you have a group in university, you have a group and they change a lot. But as you get older, you realize that the important friendships that you have, that you need to make a huge effort for them too, because they're easy to slip away. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that it's, it's fair to say that it, that that shouldn't be your exclusive group and that like you should open yourself up to other ones because some people their false belief might be well I have my good group of girlfriends well maybe they don't bring out every side of you maybe you should be friends with other girlfriends and that they're going to bring out other sides of you they're going to feed different parts of your soul and I know that used to be my story and I know I see it over and over again with moms is that like they keep on hanging out with the same moms and then they have the same mom conversations and like we're losing sight of like that deep connection. I could not agree with you more and Lori actually talks about this in the book but she also had a podcast episode that she talked about this and I literally like I was on out for a walk and I like stopped in my tracks I'm like holy shit this is gold and what she was saying is the same thing I just said about how Justin can't be my girlfriend Nobody can be everything for you. Yeah. So no one friend is going to check off every single box of what you want from a friend. Mm-hmm. So I might have, I have one friend, Kendra, who is the most fun person to go out with. Her and I have the best time. We go for fancy dinners. We have wine. We dance. But maybe she doesn't want to go to the yoga class with me. Mm-hmm. But I might have a friend that does want to go to the yoga class with me that doesn't want to do something else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to have friends that want to do different things. I have a friend, Charlotte, who's amazing to travel with. But like, she doesn't want to sit in the kitchen and cook with me for three hours. That's not something that interests her. So I can't think, oh, if you don't want to do that, we can't be friends. It's like, no, we could have one, two, three, four things that we love to do together, but we have just as many things we don't want to do together. And that's perfectly fine and normal. And if anything, it's great because you have a friend that you can go to when you have a friend that maybe when you're upset, you want to talk it out with. When you have a friend that you know that you need to vent and you know that you can trust them and they're not going to repeat anything. Like, Every friend can have a different role. Yeah, and that's okay. Not, not, you don't have to pick one friend to fill the whole role and then get mad if they're not fulfilling that. Exactly. Right? And then so, like, I think you do need to open yourself up to different friendships throughout the whole, like, every chapter of your life. Yeah. Right? And, like, I, I used to be that person that would be like, oh, I don't know if I want to go out for dinner with them and just hear them talk about their kids all day. Well, A, let's rewind that and be like, maybe I should have started a different conversation. Yeah, maybe they don't. 
know what else to talk about. Maybe yeah. they're feeling lost and overwhelmed and you have to initiate that. Yes. We're so quick to blame yes. other people and not take accountability yeah. for our actions. And yeah. I know that like, I'm, I'm not going to be everything for every friend, yeah. but I would want my friends to tell me what they need from me. Yeah. You know, we have to communicate and that's the problem with relationships is we expect people to just know what we're thinking yeah. and nobody's ever going to know. So if you want something, you have to ask or yeah. talk about it. And if they're not into it, cool. That doesn't mean the friendship needs to be over. Yeah. It's just, you know, what you're, what you connect on. Yeah. And so the beauty of social media right now is that like, if you don't, if, if you're finding that you're like, something's, something's, you know, being, you're being magnetic or magnetized towards something. Here's my new word of the podcast. <laughs> Um, is that like something's pulling you, there's a better word, something's pulling you and you're like, oh, you know what, I'm actually kind of getting interested in, I don't know, intuitive eating, or I'm kind of getting interested in this, this new, I don't know, gaming thing that's going on out there. Like whatever weird sort of like All of a sudden I really want to get into bowling. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like who knows what it is, but like the beauty of social media is that like all of a sudden your friends don't have to be into that is that you can create your own tribe and they can fulfill that for you. And I think the the one thing I really want to talk about today, or at least impress on you guys and like why you want to get rid of your false beliefs is that a lot of the times these false beliefs become your excuses. And so like you'll hear people say like, Oh, she's really lucky that she has time to go running. Like it must be so nice to have her mother-in-law come over. It must be so nice has to be banned from people's mouths. Yeah. It must be so passive aggressive much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it must be so nice that such and such and such, like that is coming from a place of judgment. If, if instead you were to change that to gratitude and be like, wow, Like, that is so amazing. I'm so happy for them. Like, how inspiring. Thank you for inspiring me. You know what? I need to ask for more help from my in-laws or I need to ask for more help and get a babysitter because I should be doing stuff like that for me too. And like, so instead of throwing judgment at it, because often it can become an excuse. So like what we see a lot with, especially with like exercise and like our program and stuff is like, I shouldn't say a lot, but like what I have come across is like, oh, it must be so nice for so-and-so because she only has one kid or it must be so nice for so-and-so because her husband is around all the time and mine's traveling or like whatever. And like maybe there's other people out there and they they're in the exact same situation as you but they're still doing it. And like, you're just using that as your excuse. Instead, you need to be resourceful and you need to create that community around you. That's going to help you. So if that means that you need to go and call your girlfriend and be like, you know what, I really need to take our kids out and go for a jog. Like, let's get our like jogger strollers or whatever. Or like, I need to go out and vent and have a tea. Like, let's, let's leave our kids at home with a babysitter or something. Like you need to be able to to find inspiration from those things and not excuses because sometimes those are false beliefs and you don't know what's going on inside that person's life. Well, I mean, we had this conversation earlier. How many times have we said to people, it must be so nice that you, you two get to make your own hours. Yeah. And then Matt yeah. had a really good point when he said, no, your clients make your hours. You guys work almost 24 mm-hmm. seven, but that's the belief that they see. Like yes. they see the glamorous side of what we're doing. They yeah. don't realize that we're literally sitting in a closet right now because it has the best sound. Yeah. <laughs> sitting on the floor, drinking our tea. Yeah. <laughs> You're literally sitting underneath my bathing suit that I can see discharge in right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing earlier. You probably didn't even notice. I, I was notice. like, oh, it's not oh. wet. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere. But yeah, so it's just, it's all, it's all perception. And, and it's a false belief about women. And, and like, just think about the shift that would happen mentally 
if instead of, of holding on to that false belief and that excuse, it becomes an excuse to either not make a new friend or it becomes an excuse not to go for that run or that excuse not to make that meal because you don't think that you have enough time or you haven't asked for help, create that community. Yep. Find your tribe because it will make you thrive. Yes. And that's one of the things that I love that you had talked about earlier um, is you were saying that maybe you go out with your friends and you're like, like me, I don't have kids. Most of my friends have kids. And of course they're going to want to talk about them. And I do want to talk about their kids because I don't get to see them very often. However, of course you want the topic to move on from there, but I can't leave and be like, oh, they talked about both their kids. If I'm not going to offer something else, yeah. maybe I should say, hey, have you read any good books lately? Hey, what was the last date you and your husband went on? Like, if I'm not also getting the conversation away from something, like, I'm sure there's times, and they say that, they've said to me, oh, sorry, I just talked about kids. I feel like they don't have anything else to talk about. They crave talking about other things as well. But they don't always know what they even want to talk about. So it's like, you have to also put that responsibility on you that you can't just get annoyed with your friends. And I'm sure sometimes they're sick of me talking about, oh, really fit or whatever, like, you get stuck in talking about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you want there to be a change, you have to be that change as well. And you mm-hmm. can't just expect the change to come from others. Yeah, absolutely. Be the absolutely. change you want to see in the world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Excuse me. So what we were going to do is we were going to go through, um, Lori Harder and her book has uh, five different ways. Yeah, five different ways that that tribe can kind of like manifest and motivate in your life. And so we're going to go through um, a couple of them and give you guys some pointers on like how it can change. And we're going to be able to best relate this um, to Royally Fit Online and our private Facebook group because holy shit, we seriously have the best tribe on there. Like I, I just, something I am the most proud of. That, when I became a part of that, was something that actually had a huge impact in changing my belief about women. Because even though I was... One of the, like, I'm, I work for Royally Fit and I'm one of the instructors. I still have moments of weakness. And even when if I post, like, I'm having a bad day, the woman will come on and build me up. Yeah. Even though that's, like, our role is to, like, it's such a community of babes supporting babes. It's unbelievable. You'll see somebody post, oh, my God, today I'm having the worst day. I feel bloated. I feel lethargic. I have no energy. The kids are sick. And you'll see, like, 15 or 20 women commenting underneath saying, like, you've got this, babe. We're here to support you. You can do anything or just take a day to relax. Tomorrow's a new day. And it's just so lovely to see these women who don't even know each other. Yeah. Who are from all over now. We're having people all over the world sign up. And they have no idea anything about each other other than that they know they have the same goal of wanting to feel good about themselves, feel good about in their skin, to eat well, to be healthy. And they just support the hell out of each other. Yeah, because they're my, maybe with their best friend, they don't have, like, maybe their best friend isn't interested in getting to that next level of their health or working on their mental state or their energy or, like, what they're feeding their kids. And that's fine. Yeah. But they're, be able, they're able to get that from here. And, like, the one thing that I'm most proud of is, like, the comfort level and that there is no question it, that is that that can that's too much information i was just gonna say there's no tmi no and that like i've done my best and i try to do my best to be as vulnerable as possible because i want other women to feel like they can do the same and one of Lori harder's things is comfort that like tribe can bring you comfort and so like i want people to not sit there in shame and hold questions or insecurities or anything in i want them to come out and say it and that's one thing that tribe can do for you depending on what you're building that tribe for is that it can bring you comfort in your own insecurities it can bring you comfort in your questions it can bring you comfort to know that you're not alone. Well, and that's the thing. I think people get so hell bent 
and confused on the fact of like, well, I live here. I don't have a way to meet new people. Well, online is a really incredible thing. And there's tons of different groups you can join, whether you some you pay for, some you don't. But like, you can find on Facebook private groups. On Instagram, you can find ways to create a tribe, even if you don't get to see them in person. A virtual tribe is still a tribe. Yeah, absolutely it is. I felt so supported with the Royally Fit Girls and some I've never met in my life. Um, when my mom was passing, like, I, I can't believe I was actually scared for a while to go on. And like, it took me four months to come out and say what was going on. And part of that's because I didn't want people to feel, I don't know, restricted on like reaching out to me and needing help. And I didn't want them to feel sorry for me and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like it was actually probably the best thing I did because the way I felt supported from these women I've never even met before, but I feel like are my friends and my family. It's weird. eh? It was Mind blowing. It's funny that you've like you've never met them, but you'll have these conversations, and that's why like you always say if if they see us running around town, it's like come say hello because putting a face to the name is so lovely. Yeah, and it's it's really funny sometimes when somebody will come up and s- introduce themselves. And you're like, oh my god, that's you! Yeah, like you. It's it's so amazing how you've never actually met, but you have this bond. I immediately know what to talk to them about. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like I, I immediately feel like I have a connection with them and yeah. it's, it's a really nice feeling. And like that community really brought a lot of comfort. Yeah. You never feel alone. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is perspective is, is like yeah. being able to give you perspective that like, also you're not alone. So when you see another woman that is maybe struggling through a hard day and she's had no sleep and she, she doesn't know if she has time for her workout, but shit, she's going to figure it out. And, and you see that you're not the only one. Right. Yeah. And like that's perspective is nice. Or if you are having that bad day and somebody goes on and be like, wow, I'm in a real funk today. And like, I you know, send me some pictures or, and like people put up a bunch of like funny gifts or like it gives them a different perspective to try and shift that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective is huge. The other one, vulnerability. Oh yeah. We're I, going in. I yeah. didn't know. Who's going to talk now? Yeah. Yeah. Being vulnerable is really hard for a lot of people and it's, it's funny that once you start, it's almost like you get addicted to it. And I'm totally addicted to it. Right? That. And uh-huh. I never thought that I would be, but I find that I almost sometimes I'm like, oh, I shouldn't share that. That's actually, too, that is actually too much, but it's so cathartic. And once you start opening up the difference that you feel, it's almost like this weight lifts it off your shoulders. You don't feel like you have to hide. You don't feel like you have to pretend to be anybody else. You can talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And no matter what, through that, you're still going to get the support. You're still going to get the comfort. Sometimes you'll get the truth, the blunt truth that maybe you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. Yes. It's not always just the shoulder to cry on. Sometimes you need the tough love yeah. too. Yeah. 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 There's nothing that fills me up more than hanging out with a bunch of women and having real conversation and vulnerable conversation. And like, I, I literally, like you're saying, that's like addictive. Like I get so jazzed with stuff like that. Like, I know you do. Cause you randomly ask me the most crazy questions. Yeah. We'll be sitting there working on something like, so, and you'll, I'm like, Whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. And I love it because I want to talk about that stuff. So a bit of it's selfish, like a bit of it is like selfishly motivated, but like part of it is because I feel like I'm not the only one yeah clearly that wants to be talking about this and like i know the one thing i'm known for is talking about sex like i want to talk about sex because i want to like crack the egg and i want people to open up and start talking about something that normally they don't feel like they can be vulnerable about whether they're struggling or they're having really amazing sex and but they're, they're too shy to admit it or do you know what i mean or that they're struggling and then maybe they need some tips or they need to vent or they don't feel as beautiful as they should or and they need to talk about that and, and like yep. I, I i just love 
making people uncomfortable almost. But the, my point isn't because I want them to feel awful. My point is that I want them to step outside of their comfort zone. Exactly. And you did that the other day. We were recording a podcast and we decided to do an Ask Anything Just for Fun podcast. And the first question you said is, how often do you masturbate? Yeah. <laughs> and first off, I got so embarrassed. And then on the way home, I'm thinking like, I don't know if we should release that. Like, I feel really weird. And then I had to like have a conversation with myself in my head and think, Why? Why am I embarrassed about something that everybody does? And if they're not, should. It's your body. Yeah. And it's literally pleasure for your body. Why should I be embarrassed? Yeah. And no, maybe I wouldn't have that conversation with my grandmother. There is a time and a place. But like, why? I I, I liked that you asked me that because it made me think of why did I feel weird? Yeah. Because I don't think I should. And a lot of people do get embarrassed. And like, I I want people to be vulnerable like why should be shameful why shouldn't we be finding time for that I almost was gonna tell you like I, we can't put that podcast up I'm too embarrassed and now I'm like nope I need to I need to be vulnerable I need to it's something that needs to be talked about and I'm, I'm really glad that you push me because sometimes I do start to hold back and you always encourage me to put it out there yeah, yeah. good I'm glad and that's what I want more people to do yeah and it doesn't have to be like if that's not your thing yeah you it doesn't have to be it. sex related it doesn't have to be sex related it doesn't have to be super vulnerable but like maybe it's just stepping outside of one comfort zone to begin yeah right and that means like calling a friend that you think you might connect with or, or contacting that person on Instagram that you think you might have a connection with yeah right and it's it's just yeah that's what I did with Marissa yeah. I stalked her on Instagram and I decided like I'm just gonna message her yeah like I want to meet her she seems cool yeah. And I did. And it was funny. Like, I almost felt like I was going on a first date. Like, we planned to meet at, like, Starbucks. And I was, like, nervous. And I, I told her. I'm like, just so you know, like, I'm really nervous. This is out of my comfort zone. But I'm really glad that I did because now she's somebody that, like, I can chat with. Yeah. Yeah. That has, like... A- the same amount of like jazz about nutrition that you do. Yes. Like you're not going to get that and necessarily then from another friend. Yes. Right? Like I could talk to her for hours yeah. drinking wine and talking about that where like yeah. my other friends would be like, I don't care to talk about livers detoxing. Yeah. It's not interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually something we should touch on is that your tribe doesn't have to be massive. Is that like you can have different tribes for different things. Like if I think really quickly off the top of my head, like my tribe for going to watch metal concerts right now is one girlfriend Priscilla like I don't have a big tribe of girls that want to go watch metal concerts and like that's my tribe that's my jam would my girlfriend Heather come probably but is she going to enjoy it to the same level I'm going to and get as jazzed and like want a headbang probably not well you asked me to go and I was like nope yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I've seen them before, actually, and I left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like you got to find, like, sometimes your tribe is one person that yeah. fulfills that one part of you. And yeah. then sometimes your tribe is literally, like, 500 people in an online forum. Yeah. Like, it, it really depends. And uh, and the other thing that that can give to you also is accountability. Yeah. So that's another thing she touched on is, like, tribe gives you accountability. And the the one little saying that she has in her book that I want to I want to share with you guys right at this point, because it's really impactful, and I'm going to say it twice, so I want you guys to, to listen up. When someone is connected to a group and feels responsible for other people, that sense of purpose and meeting, meaning translates to taking better care of themselves. So let me repeat that, okay? Because first it's starting about somebody else, and then it's becoming about you. When someone is connected to a group and feels responsibility for other people, that sense of purpose and meaning translates to taking better care of themselves. So as an example, like if on our Royally Fit Online group, like if if you see another person struggling, you're going to step up to the plate. So many of the women step up to the plate and they're like, you got this. You should be proud of yourself. Look how hard you're trying. And like they, they do their best to motivate them. Like they're so effing supportive. You're not going to leave that conversation 
and then try not to do that for yourself. Exactly. You're going to find that accountability with, you're like, why can't I feel that way about me? Right. So like once you have a tribe and, and like, you're not going to be an asshole to that tribe, you're going to do your damnedest to take care of that tribe because they are your tribe. They are your people. Yeah. And then, so when that, when you leave that tribe for a moment, that's going to give you a sense of accountability and responsibility because when you go back to talk to them, you're not going to want to say, I didn't fulfill this. I haven't been exercising. I haven't been doing my meal planning. And if you are, then maybe you need to reach out and then those people will build you back up. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we found for the people that sign up for Royally Fit Online is the ones that engage in the conversations, the ones that are on that group are way more successful than one than the ones that aren't. Yeah. And it's really crazy to see because there's like a certain people like that we really get to know that are on there all the time and you see the change. Yeah. Not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is the mental is far more important. The mental has to go before the physical. Yeah. And it's just incredible, especially when you see new people come on yeah. and you see them go guns blazing. And then there's a part of the tribe. They've made themselves a part of the tribe so quickly. And some people are very timid with that. And it's like, you just have to like check yourself and kind of get over it yeah. and just say like, I got to do this for me. Who cares? Even if somebody, like if I'm saying something that feels vulnerable and scary, it's like somebody else has felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that makes me want to point out that sometimes there's also silent warriors. I like to call them like you can be a part of a tribe and not say a word, but you are getting so much from watching other people. Yes. Right? And, like, I'll, I'll literally have people that, well, I just responded to a girl yesterday that sent me a private email that said, I don't ever respond in the group, but I read ever every single message. I've had a few people message me yeah, saying that. Yeah. yeah, me too. And they're like, I read every single message, and I find them so motivating, and, like, thank you for doing what you're doing. And, like, they're silent warriors, so, like, they're, they feel like they're a part of the tribe, even without participating. And, like, yeah, it would be awesome if they participated, but, like... My guess, my point is, is that like they're not, they don't always look like they're participating, yeah. but they really are. Yeah. Right? And that's, and when you think about it, it just makes sense. Like that's why there's things like AA mm-hmm. and it's why it's a tribe mentality for the accountability, mm-hmm. for the comfort, for the perspective to go there and to be vulnerable and you're in it together. And there are yeah. some that get up and speak and there are some that just listen, yeah. but knowing that you're not alone is the most important thing, whether it's something like AA or something about trying to lose weight or it's something about a knitting club that you want to have and you want to talk about knitting all day. Yeah. Having other people that are there that are with you, that are supporting you makes it when you're not feeling alone, you just feel like you're unstoppable. Yeah. Because I felt alone for a really long time when I moved. I felt so lost and my life completely changed when I became a part of Royally Fit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can notice, but we've been talking a lot about Royally Fit Online and like A, that's because it's something that we're like engrossly obsessed with yeah (laughs) basically and uh, it's our life and we feel very passionate about it and obviously we're also doing a sale (laughs) so like we we wanted to talk about it because if there's anybody that's having any sort of I don't know like like I can't think of the word right now like stuck yeah they're feeling stuck or like they're just feeling like I don't know if I want to commit it's just it's $29 see if you want to be a part of the tribe maybe you get in there and it's not your vibe yeah. I didn't mean that for that to rhyme, but that's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but maybe it will actually make you thrive. And then, like, maybe you'll see your fitness and your and your mental wealth, like, go to the next level. And how awesome is that? Because maybe you have a group of girlfriends around you that you're getting together with all the time that help you do that. But maybe you don't. Yep. And maybe this is what you need. It's all trial and error. It's all trial and error. And finding just, what works for you. Like, that's the thing is, like, I'm never offended if somebody doesn't want to do it. No. Like, it's just, like, do what works for you. Yeah. 
And that's the thing is it's like you have to customize your life to fit for you because we're all different in every single way. And, oh, are you taking a photo of me? I'm taking taking a video. (laughs) Dang, I got distracted. Um, But yeah, just having that group, having that tribe, having something that you can feel bringing light to your life is what makes all the difference, no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us into our last point, which is confidence. Yeah. And when you have a bunch of people in your corner, your confidence skyrockets. Yeah. When you don't feel like you're alone, even if you think like you can't do a push up. Like I had yesterday I had a client who had never done been able to do a sit up in her whole life. Ever. And yesterday I had sit ups on the thing and she's like, you know I can't do that. And she went to do one and she came all the way up and she just looked at me and she's like, I just did a fucking sit up. And she and I'm like, want to do another one? She did ten. She literally had like tears rolling down her cheeks while she was doing it. She was so happy. And she's like, I couldn't have done that without you. No. Like I wouldn't have pushed myself to do that. I wouldn't even have thought that I could, but like I've been training her for the last like four months and she just knocked off another goal. And to see like the light in her face and how excited she was, was the most rewarding feeling in the world. And knowing that I helped her do that, I helped build her confidence. She got vulnerable with me. She got so outside of her comfort zone and did things she never thought she'd be able to do. And it's going to make her not just confidence in her fitness, but in every other aspect of her life. Yes. There's nothing wrong to looking for when you're talking about AA, like a sponsor, a personal trainer, uh, a a life coach, uh, just like some sort of leader to you to help boost your confidence. There's nothing wrong with that. And like, we need to step away from this, like, I am woman, hear me roar, watch me do it all by myself. Yes. Right? And it's Watch like, us do it together. Yeah. Like, watch <laughs> us do it together and, like, dominate and, like, watch us build each other up. And, like, that's so much more fulfilling. And, like, how incredible that you boosted her confidence. And then it, it boosted my confidence as well. Of course. I was thinking, oh, wow, I'm doing something right. And we both felt like we had a victory there. Yeah. And it was just such an awesome... I was in the best... I think that's why I'm in such a good mood today, is it felt... You know, you often get that, um, oh, what's the word where you don't feel, oh, I'm talking about this all the time. Like the serotonin? Like your endorphins? No, no, no. When you feel like you don't have the, um, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll think of the word, I'm sure. Nah, I'll think of the word. Okay. Yeah, move on. (laughs) Anyways, our, our moving on is just, we need to stop here because I think that we've said everything that we needed and we just want you, we just want to inspire you guys that if you're feeling stuck or you don't feel like there's a part of you that's being fulfilled. And obviously we're talking fitness because that's what we do, but that could be anything. That the word was imposter. Imposter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Feeling like an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> it helps you get out of that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, if you feel like there's a part of you that's not being fulfilled and go out there and find your tribe and fulfill that because it's going to make you feel better it's going to make you feel more confident and it's going to make you feel like you have other people that are just as equally excited about certain things in your life we're talking about fitness but that could be about gaming it could be about going to metal concerts it could be about knitting it could like cooking literally anything and if you don't have the tribe and you think you can't find the tribe make the tribe yeah because what's the worst that can happen if you reach out to someone and say hey do you guys want to get together once a month and drink wine and talk about and do a book club they could say no so what yeah then they're not meant to be in that tribe. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We've all dealt with rejection. It's a part of life. We've all been dumped. We've all dumped people. And you always move on. Yeah. So just just because somebody doesn't necessarily click for that specific tribe doesn't mean it's time to stop. No. It just means, cool, you're that much closer to finding the one that does want to be in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if you guys want to read Lori Harder's book, and no, this the show is not sponsored by this. We just believe in the book and, like, what she's doing. And, like, we're not following the rules, per se, of the book, but, like, we got a lot of take-homes from it. Yeah. And we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you're interested, you can purchase it in our show notes because we'll leave it down there for you. And and make sure you follow Lori Harder because she is the shit. Yes. And just, again, a reminder, if you do want to sign up for Royally Fit Online, the sale goes until October 18th. It's $20 off, so it's normally $49. You can get in for only $29 indefinitely. Your grandfather didn't at that price. Yeah. And the good news is, if it's not for you, you can cancel at any time. Yep. Bingo. But you're not going to want to. No. <laughs> bingo, bango. Make today badass. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you were picking up what we were putting down, we would be forever grateful if you could hop on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review with what you liked about this episode. Spare Room Studios.